happy Wednesday. Welcome to Dr. Nancy Live. Um, a couple things before we get started today. I want to remind you about our code drive we have going. Um, we have until November 30th to get your coats in. So if you have any coats that you've outgrown, your kids are out, have outgrown, um, bring them in. We're going to donate them um, probably the first week of December. So we're taking them all through the 30th of November. So um, Today we're gonna we have a very special um, guest. We're doing a public service um, kind of announcement interview, and um, we've asked Dr. Officer Jim from the Carmel um, Police Department to come talk to us about car safety. So I want to welcome Officer Jim. Thank you for taking your time to do this. So talk to us about car safety. <laughs> okay, um, and specifically car seats, right? Yes, car seats uh, and car. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Carson. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, in Indiana, um, any child uh, eight years or under is required by law to be secured in a child restraint system uh, per the manufacturer's instructions. And then between eight and 16, they are required to be secured by a seatbelt. Uh, or a child restraint system as well. And then obviously above 16, uh, everyone is actually required to wear a seatbelt, so. So when they're, let's talk, let's start from the infants. Um, so like where should they put the seatbelt, things like that, or the harness, you know, where, where does that plastic thing, where does it supposed to lay? Sure. You know? <laughs> so there, there are many different kinds of child restraint systems and, um, you know, they can certainly be intimidating and they don't really need to be that intimidating, though, uh, once you actually, you know, use it and understand it. Um, it's it's really not that bad. <laughs> so um, but there are several different kinds of restraint systems. So you had mentioned uh, starting with infants, you know, those would be rear facing um, and those could either be uh, infant only, maybe a, a specific carrier. Uh, maybe with the base that would be installed in the car or just the carrier. You can use just the seatbelt to install it as well. Um, and then even a convertible seat, which would start rear facing. And then um, at a certain point in time, then you could turn that seat around and use that uh, to be forward facing as well. So well, let's, things, move back okay. there. let's talk about that certain point in time. When is that? <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> Absolutely. That usually is a big question. And a common question that we get is, you know, when, when can I turn that seat around? Because it, uh, it seems like a lot of parents, you know, think that there's a certain age that's kind of a rite of passage uh, where you can just turn that around. And that's really not the case. The, our, our recommendation that we've always recommended is to uh, keep them rear facing as long as possible, uh, because that is statistically, that's the safest way to be when you're in a vehicle. Um, so I know the uh, American Association of Pediatrics recently changed their recommendation officially right. uh, to keep uh, children rear-facing until age two. Uh, but again, we recommend as long as possible. So that would be to whatever that manufacturer's recommendations are um, for the height and weight to keep that seat rear-facing. So it could even exceed um, mm -hmm. an age of two if you go by the, the size and weight. Yeah, because there's different um, car seats for that hold um, different sizes from what I understand, correct? Correct. Yep. Right. Okay. So then um, once they are turned um, front facing, then um, how should they, let's talk about installation and how the car seat should be in inside the car. Sure. And actually we can back up a second. Um, I know you had oh, asked okay. about that as well for rear facing. 
Um, so I want to make sure we talk about that. So yeah, uh, for rear facing, um, not the installation, but for the straps, when, when the child is actually in the seat, you want to make sure that those straps are, they go into the back of the, the seat or carrier um, at or just below shoulder level. Okay. And then there's also uh, the plastic clip you had mentioned that kind of holds the, the front two straps together. Um, that's either known as a retainer clip or a, a chest clip. And once that is clipped, you want to make sure that that's at armpit level uh, for the child. And the purpose of that clip is just to make sure those straps stay right where they're supposed to be, uh, right over their shoulders. Right. It's snug, right? Yes. And as far as <laughs> yeah. being snug, um, the, the test for that, we, we use the uh, fingertip test. So uh, I'll use my seatbelt that I have on here. So as long as the, the strap is going across and you want to take uh, the two fingers and just run them along that webbing. So if you can't pinch any extra fabric, then that's tight enough. Um, if you okay. are able to pinch some fabric, um, that would be uh, a little bit too loose. So you'll need to, to tighten that up. Okay. And if the baby's turning blue, it's still a little tight. No. <laughs> uh, that, that would be a little too tight. Yeah. Yep. Um, we just posted something today about wearing coats um, in the car seat. Um, like the big winter coats. What's your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? So uh, the thing with coats is that you don't want to put a child in a seat with a big puffy jacket on. Um, you know, you can put that on over them after they're secure in the seat. Uh, same with blankets and things like that. You don't want to use those um, when they're secured in the seat. So, um, or the straps. So you want to secure them first and then you can just reverse that jacket and put it over them that way if you need to keep them warm. Um, oh, that's good wait, wait and put it on afterwards. Right. Okay. So where do we go next in our car seat age? So we got uh, the front facing. Uh, sure. <laughs> so forward facing again, that's going to be uh, based on those manufacturer's recommendations again. Um, okay. So when things uh, flip around and go forward facing, uh, pretty much the same, you know, you'd be used to using the straps and the retainer clip if you keep them in a harness forward facing. Um, so all that is the same except for where you want the straps to go into the back of the seat. So uh, for forward facing, you want it to be at shoulder level or actually just above. Okay. So that would be similar to just the seatbelt that we wear. Um, okay. Hmm? I had a question about um, sweatshirts. Wearing sweatshirts and there are those too bulky. That would kind of have to be case by case, I would say. Um, okay. You know, parents and caregivers would just have to use their best judgment at that point. Um, okay. But I'm sure, you know, you had mentioned the, the puffy jackets. I mean, there's, yeah, you, you can get a feeling for when, when that might be a little bit too, too puffy or fluffy to know uh, that right. it would keep the child secure. Right. Okay. So then after the front facing, they get to go to the booster seat. Yep. What's the what's the story on that? So uh, there's two types of booster seats um, that are specifically booster seats, but even a lot of the seats now that are forward facing, uh, you can even even uh, remove those harnesses and use those as booster seats as well. So uh, booster seats, uh, their belt positioning boosters are ones that have uh, maybe a piece of plastic or something that can hold that seatbelt a little bit lower. 
um, as it goes across their shoulder. Again, that keeps it right where it needs to be, right across the shoulder. Um, so that's usually high back boosters or the uh, seats, you know, that can be forward facing or a booster seat as well. Um, and then there's the, the regular booster as well that would just lift the child up a little bit higher. Uh, again, just to get that placement where you want that seatbelt to go right over their shoulder. So if that just backless booster uh, that they would just sit on and to lift them up like that, if that doesn't get them up high enough, there's usually another piece that's included with those that you can use as well, um, which attaches to that booster and then goes up and it hooks the seatbelt and gets it right where it needs to go as well. Okay. And then, um, so then what would you say the um, rules are for the booster, like the size, like how long do they have to stay in the booster seat? You know, there are some booster seats now that are uh, rated even up to over 100 pounds. So, oh, wow. I, again, it's really, you know, not so much a certain um, weight or anything like that. When you get into a booster seat, it's really the, the height that is important because okay. um, you need to make sure that seatbelt stays where it needs to be to keep them safe. So we have a short 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Like really short, what they thought to be in a booster seat. <laughs> no matter, it doesn't matter the age, right? <laughs> right. Well, technically, you know, the law eight to sixteen is a seatbelt or child restraint uh, device. Okay. So that would be up to the parent and caregiver. You know, maybe if uh, an, an older child is a little bit shorter. Um, like I said, the important thing is just that that seatbelt is where it needs to be. So, okay. so I see some uh, parents tucking that lap or shoulder belt behind them. That's a good thing, right? No, that's not a good thing for anyone because that's not how they're designed to work. Um, right. So even, you know, a common thing um, with women or maybe someone who's pregnant, uh, we see that yeah. a lot. They take this strap and they'll tuck it behind them or do something else or under their arm, um, probably because it's not comfortable uh, or maybe some other reason, but that's really not what we recommend. Um, okay. It needs to be worn properly all the time. Okay. And that's Wonderful. what the law is, too, actually. Oh, okay. Um, trying to think if we forget. Oh, and then so then you get to go in the front seat at what age? So, my daughter couldn't win. <laughs> yeah. The, the recommendation is that any child under 13 years old actually stays in a rear seat. Okay. So I'm sure some of our older children wouldn't like that. <laughs> but that's actually uh, what's recommended. Okay. Uh, Ali has a question. What's the height to move into the booster from a five-point harness? So that's, yeah. Yeah, so um, kind of like we talked about before, there's really not a, a set height or, you know, point where you transition from one or the other. It, it depends. There's so many different manufacturers out there. Um, they might have different ratings for their, their child restraint system or car seat. So really you have to default and that's for any installation um, and use of a car seat. You really need to default back to that specific uh, manual for that manufacturer. And then on the installation side, the car seat manual, as well as your vehicle manual. Okay. Um, is there anything else we're missing about car seat safety that you want to go over? Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but in Indiana, it's estimated that three out of four seats are not uh, either installed or used properly. So that's that's a really oh. frightening number. Um, and yeah. again, I think it's just because they're so intimidating, but uh, they don't need to be. And 
we can help with that too. Uh, we offer a service. If anybody wants to uh, call the Carmel Police Department, you can schedule an appointment and come in. We have appointments on uh, some some weekday slots as well as Sundays. And okay. we can come in and either just check the seat for you if you just want to make sure everything's installed properly. Um, or if you really have no experience with it or maybe for a grandparent or someone else, um, you know, seats and technology have changed a lot over time. So it might be something they're not used to either. Uh, we have a lot of families that come in all together and we'll check multiple cars and um, help help everybody understand how they work and get them installed properly and, and make sure everything's right. So we have one um, mom here that her three-year-old likes to unbuckle the top strap a few minutes into the drive. Do you think that might be a good idea for her to get a car safety pack <laughs> and maybe the officer <laughs> reiterate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly, because we recommend, uh, you know, if there's a child, bring them along and we can make sure uh, that they, you know, fit in it properly and we can measure and weigh them and make sure everything fits in with the, the recommendations for that seat. And then we can certainly maybe talk to the child and uh, emphasize how important it is to not do that and, uh, you know, go over that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we always need to backing up our uh, rules sometimes. Helps <laughs> so, to hear from somebody else sometimes. That's true, <laughs> especially somebody in uniform. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there are um, a couple, um, other things, common questions, if it's okay, that we usually get. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. That we have. Um, and one of them is, you know, what what is the best car seat out there uh, to buy? And really the the best car seat is going to be one that is the right fit for the child based on their size and weight uh, that's going to be installed properly and used properly every time uh, and then another thing that we add in is that the family can afford it as well sure. so yeah. the way um, car seats work the national highway transportation safety administration or NHTSA um, they actually develop the safety standards but they don't certify each seat um, before they go to market. So they have the standards and they'll, they'll randomly kind of spot check seats to make sure they do perform to their standards. But every seat um, should perform to the same standard. Some manufacturers, you know, advertise different, uh, we'll say bells and whistles and uh, different features in them. But when it comes down to it, any, any car seat that's out there should perform to the same safety standard and during a collision. Okay. And then, um, you really can't, it's not recommended that you buy a um, used car seat, right? Yeah, that's um, something else that I wanted to bring up too. Um, so if, if anyone would buy a used car seat, the most important thing is just that you know the history of it. So if maybe it's a, a family friend or another family member or someone that you trust uh, to know that it hasn't been involved in an accident that has been cared for properly, um, then that, that's a situation where it would be okay. Um, but sometimes, you know, maybe some of the Facebook marketplace groups or um, other means to buy a, a used car seat, um, if they're, you know, if you can't be certain about the history of it, then the, we wouldn't recommend uh, purchasing it and using it. Okay, we do have a question. Um, do all police departments check or, um, or, or fire departments? Or is it just police departments? Um, or is it just car Sure. So it actually depends. Um, in Carmel, it's the police department that handles that. But across the state and other areas, it, it could be a police or fire department. So definitely, um, you know, contact them, your local 
uh, departments and find out who does that. Um, you could also uh, search, do an internet search on there for uh, car seat clinics or certified fitting stations. Okay. Um, Anna wants to talk a little more about um, boosters and let's talk about what height and weight are appropriate and not so much age for boosters. Okay. Uh, so yeah. generally, um, you know, boosters would be maybe from age four uh, and 40 pounds. Uh, but again, that's just a general age and, and height range or age and weight range. Right. Um, so it, it just depends. Again, each system is different and might fit the child differently too. So I can't say okay. for, you know, a set, a set uh, height and weight. Okay. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions on it? We have some viewers here that are asking questions, which is great. Um, and then do you have any other more uh, frequently asked questions? that you want to go over? Um, well, while you're fielding some questions there, I can talk about some of the other things that are important for um, installations. Um, okay. One of the things that if you would come into the police department that we would look at and kind of talk to you about is just placement wise in the car. Um, oh, that's good. The, the center of the car uh, would be the safest because that would be the, the furthest point from any side impact collision. Uh, but we also know you have to factor in convenience and other things, you know, getting in and out of the car. If you have a, uh, maybe an enclosed garage that your car is parked in, you just can't get that door open enough against the wall. Uh, maybe if you take your child to a, a daycare facility or a school uh, where you have to get them in and out, you know, which side is the curb on? Do you want to get them out on a traffic side or would you rather get them out uh, on a curb or sidewalk side? So. Uh, those are all just different things that we would help look at. And even if there's multiple kids that would be in seats in the car, sometimes they just can't fit next to each other. <laughs> so no. different things that we would uh, look at and kind of uh, play around with. Great. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. For installations still, um, uh, a real common question that we get is the latch system versus yeah. seatbelt installation. Uh, so the latch system is the lower anchors and tethers for uh, children. And those are the kind of the hooks that would come out the back of the seat and attach to the, the anchors uh, that are attached to your car frame. And then the seatbelt installation, obviously you just use the seatbelt uh, to install through the same path. So we uh, call it a, a belt path is where um, the seatbelt would go through or kind of where those latch straps go through if it passes uh, through there. And, you know, again, if, if things are installed properly, um, each would perform the same in the event of, in the event of a collision. Um, so latch or seatbelt is not, one's not really better than the other. Uh, they should perform the same if it's installed correctly. The uh, important thing with latch is there is kind of an upper weight limit on that. Um, again, I, I sound like a broken record, but you'll have to refer to the manual because each system is different with that. Um, if it's not specifically listed in those manuals, in the, the system manual or your car manual, then you assume that a combined weight of 65 pounds uh, with the seat and the child uh, would be okay. the max weight limit for the latch system. Okay. So. Anna, that should be your question, right? <laughs> Um, she was asking about that for the, cause, um, she was asking if it's safe for the high back booster, the latch system. Uh, for latch. So yeah, there's um, some high back boosters that have latch and the, the purpose of it in that um, aspect is just to keep the seat in the correct place. 
So that's not really used for uh, the safety aspect of it. It's just to keep the seat there. Uh, the seat belt is really what would be used during a collision there. Okay. Great. So I, I saw another question pop up there about um, expiration dates or how yeah, That was another that. thing that I wanted to hit on as well. Um, okay, great. So most, most systems do have an expiration date listed on them. Now, that's not uh, necessarily to say that the plastic expires or goes bad. Um, that might be part of it. But another part of it is to make sure that the seats and systems that are out there being used kind of conform to, you know, recent safety standards. Uh, obviously, they change over time. So, uh, you know, eight years is kind of a, a general rule of thumb. If, if there's not one listed, then either six or eight years um, would be what you would go by. But most systems now have that date on there and they keep getting longer too as they make these seats to be able to be used longer. Oh, yeah, that's a lot different. I had my daughter 14 years ago, so this is all kind of foreign to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another common question that we get, too, is disposal of the seats. Uh, you know, oh, what yeah. do you do to get rid of it? So I'm going to make sure I talk about that, too. So um, some stores um, have a, a drive or promotion, uh, usually once, maybe twice a year, that if you bring in an old seat that uh, is not being used anymore, uh, you can turn that in. Maybe it's expired even. You can turn that in and get a coupon uh, for a percentage off of a new purchase. So that's uh, a good route to go. And if that's not going on at the time and you still want to get rid of that seat, um, you can always contact your uh, trash service and find mm -hmm. out if they would take it to recycle. Um, there were some recycle centers in the area that used to take them and would recycle them. Uh, but unfortunately it seems like that's not really an option, uh, a lot anymore. So sometimes you just have to, uh, dispose of it in your regular trash. Uh, you would send okay. it out. And what we would recommend if you do that, um, and the seat isn't good anymore, maybe it's expired or involved in an accident. Um, just cut the straps on it so that maybe if somebody else sees it, they don't take oh. it to try to use it. That's a good idea. Yeah, Jenny says the um, Target does the buyback a lot regularly. Yep. So yep. okay. we don't want to promote any one certain store, but that certainly is uh, <laughs> the, one of the more popular ones that we know. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on um, and offering car seat safety tips for us. Any one last thing you want us to leave with? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like I said, if you have any questions, um, anybody at all, if you live or work in Carmel or just in the area and you want to take advantage of that service that we offer to have your seat inspected uh, or just want to talk about it in general, please uh, do that. Um, if you want to schedule that, you can call our uh, regular administration number for the police department. That's 317-571-2500. And uh, you can also go to our webpage. That's uh, CarmelPD.com. And then we're also out there on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, we're uh, at Carmel underscore police. And Facebook, I think it's just Facebook.com slash CarmelPD or at CarmelPD. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you. I know everybody's probably chomping at the bit um, about our $100 giveaway, too. So, <laughs> sure. What, so, our, what we're going to do this week is um, since this is a public service um, interview, we would like to get this out to as many people as possible. So, get your fingers ready. The first person to share this video um, 
will win the hundred dollars and we will announce the winner tonight after um, six o'clock. So um, Officer Jim, thank you again for coming um, on with me today. It was great info and um, you know, keep our streets safe. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for